Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your undefeated 2-0, first in the AFC East, best in the AFC, Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network. I am Sam Marcoux, and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer and good Dr. Christopher Cohen will be joining us later this week on our preview episode of Week 3, but we're not to Week 3 here, ladies and gentlemen. No, we are hung over on Week 2. This is the Finstant Reaction Show for the Miami Dolphins defeating the New England Patriots in New England on the road in prime time on Sunday night football, 24-17. The Miami Dolphins win. Once again, they go on the road week one against the Los Angeles Chargers and win in a shootout. Go on the road week two against the New England Patriots, division rivals, and win a slugfest, so to speak. Uh, much different game than week one, much different offense than week one, but the results are still the same. The Miami Dolphins win, the New England Patriots lose, Dolphins up 2-0, New England Patriots down 0-2. What a time to be alive for Miami Dolphins fans, is it not? Tua Tungavailoa goes to 5-0 and against Bill Belichick. That's right, undefeated as a starter for the Miami Dolphins at quarterback against the Hall of Fame, soon-to-be legendary, Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. In fact, uh, Bill Belichick is now uh, 25 and 27 since Tom Brady decided to take his talents to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and retire a couple times, win a Super Bowl outside of New England. Uh, pretty mid coach, if you ask me. Sounds like he may be holding on to try to beat Don Shula's record for career wins. Seems like it's going to take quite a while. He's going to have to hang on like Sylvester Stallone and Cliffhanger in order to make that happen because he's just not getting it done without that Hall of Fame quarterback that he could hitch his wagon to because Mac Jones is not that guy. Mac Jones got hit early. Mac Jones got hit often. He got picked off and he got another loss as the backup to Tua Tagovailoa on Sunday Night Football. Uh, let's get into it. First of all, the Miami Dolphins ran the ball right down the Patriots' throats. I'm talking about a full-blown doctor's visit. Raheem Mostert, 18 carries over 120 yards, two touchdowns, including the backbreaker in the second half, which turned out to be the game winner. Uh, Raheem Mostert goes untouched for 30-plus yards through the heart of the defense all the way into the end zone shutting up and shutting down the New England Patriots defense, as well as the fan base up there in Boston. Uh, even though the score showed it as seven point difference between the Patriots and the Miami Dolphins, I have to tell you, it was not as close as the score would indicate. Just a couple of boneheaded and self-inflicted wounds for the Miami Dolphins in the second half, but otherwise almost picture-perfect football in the first half. And the Miami Dolphins showed that they are that much better than just about everybody else in the AFC, ladies and gentlemen, on Sunday night. Let's get into it. First and foremost, Tua Tagovailoa throws another touchdown, uh, had a QB rating of over 92. I think he's got over 700 yards passing through the first two weeks of the season. Tyreek Hill gets himself another touchdown. Jalen Waddell got himself almost 100 yards before getting cracked in the head and taken out of the game. He has a concussion. We'll talk about that later this week on our preview episode against the Denver Broncos in week three. But uh, nothing but good vibes coming out of week two for the Miami Dolphins against 
the New England Patriots. And I love the fact that football is back, ladies and gentlemen, because football is back and better than ever. And Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and, of course, the Super Bowl, which your Miami Dolphins will be in, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And the game started here in typical fashion for the Miami Dolphins. They go on, they drive the field, drive the ball down the field. They didn't do it the way they typically do, though. They didn't go over the top with Tyree Kill. They didn't find Jalen Waddle, who would scamper for 40, 50, 60 yards. No, they took the ball and ran it at the New England Patriots' heart of their defense. They took what the defense would give them in terms of five yards, six yards, eight yards in the middle of the field. And ultimately, wouldn't you know it, before the end of the, you know, before you could even really blink, the Miami Dolphins were down in the red zone, scoring touchdowns, kicking field goals. Uh, like I said, Raheem Mostert, two touchdowns on the day on the ground. And uh, Tyreek Hill gets himself another touchdown on a beautiful play that was set up on the play prior by Braxton Berrios in a two-minute drill right before the half, catching just an insanely amazing throw, which I believe the kids would call a dime by Tua Tungavailoa. He gets his feet in bounds. He gets his knee down. The clock has a 10-second runoff because the Miami Dolphins don't have a timeout going into the half. And instead uh, of maybe like years past, running it out or spiking the ball or causing some sort of issue to not score. The Miami Dolphins are ready with a play in their back pocket. They get it into the end zone and steal points right before the half, which turned out again to be the difference in this game was seven points. This is what's different about even this Mike McDaniel team from last year to this year. They've figured out situational football. They're not having these dumb pre-snap penalties like they had last year. They're fight, figuring out if I need to be on the field, this is what the situation is. This is what the play call is. And I'm going to know what the next play call is just in case. They're firing on just about all cylinders when it comes to their offense. And in this game, the defense started firing on just about all cylinders as well. Yes, they gave up 17 points, but one of those touchdowns was completely bogus. The New England Patriots had at least four linemen in the end zone beyond the line of scrimmage when Mac Jones threw that ball into the end zone. So I'm not even really counting that one, uh, but they came to play. The, the Patriots are driving early. Bradley Chubb recovers after a pass from Mac Jones to his rookie wide receiver, chases him down, pops the ball out. Eli Apple jumps on it, says thank you very much for the gift. And the Miami Dolphins were off and running with their first turnover of the season. Uh, Xavier Howard says, I went in on the action, goes ahead and remembers what practice was like when Devontae Parker was playing for the Miami Dolphins bodies him like nobody's business, gets him out of bounds, gets his feet inbounds, grabs the interception, stops another drive deeper into the Miami territory. And of course, Jalen Phillips, our star pass rusher, was not playing due to a back injury that he suffered last Friday, but it was no problem because Andrew Van Geekel slides from the inside back to the outside. And wouldn't you know it, AVG, Bradley Chubb, and the rest of the Miami Dolphins gang decides to get four sacks on Mac Jones, cause havoc, stuff the run, with Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, and Zach Sealer leading the charge. And the Miami Dolphins walk out of the New England Patriots home with a victory. They're now 5-2 and two over their last seven games against the New England Patriots. And of course, Tua Tungavailoa, 5-0 and oh in his entire career against Bill Belichick. And uh, let's start again with the offense. That offensive line, no Teron Armstead, their star left tackle. He's been out for the first two weeks. No problem for the Miami Dolphins. Kendall Lamb steps in, steps out, and keeps the pocket nice and 
round, keeps Tua Tungavailoa nice and upright, and everybody goes home happy and healthy. Not to be outdone, Isaiah Wynn, right next to him at the left guard, takes Liam Eichenberg's spot, and we're all happy and better for it. Did you notice in this game that where the Miami Dolphins were consistently running the ball was basically right up Isaiah Wynn's ass because he was knocking everybody out of the way, creating holes for Raheem Mostert, Savon Ahmed, and a little bit of Devon Chain getting in there and getting after it. So much better offensive play this uh, season in terms of the offensive line. Connor Williams still has some problems snapping the ball. I'm not even talking about that exchange between Tua and Connor right when he's got his hands right up his ass. I'm talking about on the shotgun snaps. We saw some issues in week one. We saw some issues in week two. He's snapping it high, snapping it low. It actually cost the Miami Dolphins some points in this game early as a low snap caused Tua Tungvaluwa to bend down, get the ball, secure it, get his feet all tangled up and had to throw it away other than fall on it. Uh, the Miami Dolphins settled for three instead of getting seven. That's got to get cleaned up. That's about the only critique I have for the offensive line right now. Now, they're not perfect. Austin Jackson still got a little bit of roller skates in him, um, but they're better than they were. So credit to Butch Berry. Somebody buy that man more post-its, whatever color he wants, because the system is working, and I couldn't be happier to see where they are considering where we thought they would be at this stage in the game, especially with Teron Armstead sitting down for a second week. Not sure if he's going to play against the Broncos or not. Not sure that I care. I want Teron, Teron Armstead healthy in the winter. I want him healthy in the playoffs. I want him healthy against the Buffalo Bills week four. So if he has to sit against the Denver Broncos in week three, I think I'm okay with that. Kendall Lamb has earned a little bit of trust at this point for the Miami Dolphins and their fan base. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa through two games, sacked once, hit twice. That's pretty good. That used to be a series for Tua Tungavailoa last season and the year before that. I'll take that. That's improvement. Thank you, Butch Berry and the entire offensive line. Uh, the wide receivers, what can you say? Uh, Tyreek Hill didn't have his traditional day, but he found the holes in this weird shell zone that the that the New England Patriots were playing. Uh, the Miami Dolphins just countered their counter. I mean, that's what it is. Bill Belichick came out and said, I'm going to take away the deep threat. I'm going to take away your best player, quote unquote, in Tyreek Hill. And what the Miami Dolphins did is, okay, we'll play your game then. And they just uh, ran underneath. They got the ball to Braxton Berrios. They got the ball to River Craycraft. They got the ball to Alec Ingle. They got the ball to Durham Smythe. They got the ball to Terry Kill and Jalen Waddle in the, in the, in, on the edges. And they just went and wreaked havoc. And they did just enough to move the chains. They did just enough to keep the New England Patriots off the field, control the time of possession, and score when they needed to score. And oh, by the way, they were running the ball as well. So that's what you have to do to beat a Bill Belichick team. And that's exactly what the Miami Dolphins did. Mike McDaniel had a great game plan. The players executed that game plan. And everybody had fun along the way. And I know they're having fun because for the second week in a row, Mike McDaniel's very aware of his surroundings in game. Week one, if you guys didn't see it, saw himself on the big scoreboard against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers during a coach's challenge and decides to say, run the ball, five next plays. Five next plays, run the ball. Of course, they're throwing the ball. He's messing with the other coaches. He's messing with the fans. He's messing with the media. This time, national TV, he's going into the locker room after giving whatever nonsense interview he has to give right before leading into the half, sees the cameraman, starts to race him. He's running away from the cameraman as fast as he possibly can. It's making his rounds all over the place. The guy's having fun out there. He's controlling every aspect of the coaching realm. Players, coaches, media, fans. Mike McDaniel, hats off to you. You might be the best coach in the NFL at this point. Um, and the Miami Dolphins might be the best team in the NFL, certainly in the AFC. I don't think there's anybody that can touch them right now. Miami Dolphins are scoring points at will. Their defense is improving every single series that they're going out there. And I'm scared 
for the other teams as this team gets even better and more entrenched with everything that they're doing with this Vic Fangio defense. I mean, we already saw a forced fumble from Bradley Chubb. We saw an interception from Xavier Howard. We saw four sacks in this game. We saw them stuff the run. They're getting better. They're getting used to each other. They're playing for each other as opposed to individually. I mean, think about what was happening as they were going into the season. Kristen Wilkins wanted a new contract. Zach Sealer, his running mate, gets one. Dalen Ramsey gets hurt. Xavier Howard is telling people, F them if they think he's lost a step. You've got linebackers who are being critiqued openly by this defensive coach, Vic Fangio. Got a brand new system, new players. You've got young people. You've got older people that aren't you know necessarily fitting well with like Emmanuel Ogba. But somehow it's working. You know, it didn't work quite as well against the Chargers, worked much better against the Patriots. And I think it's going to get better and better and better. Uh, Bradley Chubb, like I said, seven tackles in this game. He had a couple of stuffs, which basically means stopping uh, a play within one yard of the line of scrimmage. Of course, he had that sack in uh, less than two minutes left to end the, not to end the game, but at the end of the game. And just a fantastic, fantastic defensive effort by him and Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, kudos to both of them. I think those are two of my players. That get the uh, game ball. Raheem Mostert's, of course, going to get the other one on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle was uh, having a great game, as he normally does against New England Patriots. Gets hit in the back of the head. I don't think it was a dirty play. I don't. I think it was just an unfortunate play. Uh, the, the defensive player was flagged for it on sportsmanlike conduct. Bill Belichick, you know, shit his pants because of it, but it was the right call for it to be a flag. And uh, I'm hoping Jalen Waddell will be okay against the Denver Broncos if he plays. If not, that's okay. He'll be ready for the Buffalo Bills. He does have a concussion. He is in concussion protocol. He is progressing through that protocol already, according to Mike McDaniel. So I think uh, the Penguins going to be okay. He will waddle again before too long. But I'm also loving the depth that we're seeing from Wes Welker's group. I mean, Braxton Berrios has brought it the first two weeks. He is so clutch for Tua Tungabailoa. He's gained his trust. And he's looking for him. He's actually targeting him on plays. It's not just Tyree Kill and everybody else. It's Tyree Kill. It's Jalen Waddle. It's Braxton Barriers. Oh, River Craycraft, by the way, he's got a touchdown pass already. Um, it's just a fantastic thing to see these wide receivers bloom and blossom in this Mike McDaniel offense. Um, when it comes to Raheem Mostert and Suvan Ahmed, I mean, Dalvin Cook who? Jonathan Taylor who? I mean, if these guys stay healthy, which is the key, but if these guys stay healthy, we're not going to need any of those running backs. We're not going to need to trade assets for anything because these guys can get it done. I mean, Raheem Mostert is just a strong, angry, fast man. You get the ball in his hands, he's going to make somebody punished for trying to get his way. If they have the audacity to stand in front of him, he's going to make them earn it to bring him to the ground. So I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Raheem Mostert early. 31 years old doesn't look like it. As he said on the broadcast, I'm 31, but I play like I'm 25 and it's showing out there. Devon Chain got a little bit of run. Uh, I think he got his first run in the NFL, and I think he got a catch, which was brought back due to a penalty. But uh, good to see the young rookie get in there and get his hands on the ball. You know, Just get his feet wet, get his beak wet a little bit. I think we're going to see more of him later this season. Uh, not so much right now, not with Raheem Mostert doing what he's doing. Uh, this defense in general, I talked about the individual players, but collectively, they didn't let a lot of Patriots players get behind them, did they? I mean, you didn't see any long gainers. You didn't see any broken tackles other than maybe one by Eli Apple and Devontae Parker on the sidelines. As soon as the Patriots players had the ball in their hands, there were Miami defenders on them. There were multiple times where a receiver caught the ball and boom, a Dolphins player hit him, dropped him to the ground. 
That's the kind of defense I love to see. You're not going to stop every single play. Not every single play is going to be a game-changing interception or fumble or sack. Sometimes they're going to gain yardage on you. It's how you respond when they do make those plays. How do you get them to the ground as fast as possible and try to get off the field? And I saw a lot of that. I saw a really good effort for the Miami Dolphins in this game on defense. And I think that's a credit to Vic Fangio. It's a credit to the culture of this team. People like Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, making sure everybody knows you got to hustle, you got to get out there, you got to do it. And uh, people playing different positions. Andrew Van Kinkle has been moved inside this year, but Jalen Phillips hurts his back. Andrew Van Kinkle goes back outside and has himself a hell of a game. Uh, just fantastic all the way around. I think the only area of concern right now has got to be the kicking game. Jason Sanders. So far this season, he's missed an extra point. He's had a field goal blocked. And of course, he missed a long field goal in this game of 55 yards. Kind of tough to blame the kicker for missing a 55-yard field goal. But you may. Uh, you may say, well, Sam, that's his job. He's the kicker. He's supposed to make field goals no matter the, the no matter the length. But I would maintain that might have been the only faux pas of Mike McDaniel in this game was uh, putting Jason Sanders out there on an island. 55 yards. That's not a strong suit. It hasn't been a strong suit in quite some time, especially, especially when you consider the fact that Bill Belichick, credit where credit is due, um, pulled a hell of a special teams play on the field goal attempt earlier with that man in motion, uh, running, timing it, and then getting Schooler, I think was his name, uh, timing the run, timing the blitz, if you will, uh, from the uh, from the opposite side, uh, getting in, blocking that kick, and turning the momentum to the New England Patriots side of the ball. I hadn't seen anything like that. I guarantee everyone will have a play like that before the end of the season because it seemed to be effective, not only on that one, but it got into Jason Sanders' head after that. And uh, it was partially to blame for him pulling that 55-yard field goal later. But I maintain we shouldn't have even been going for that field goal. We should have gone for it. We're on the 37-yard line of the New England Patriots. The defense have been balling out and showing out the entire game. You trust your defense in that point. You don't go ahead and get put it in the uh, hands of a kicker where you're going to have to move this back seven yards if you miss, which is exactly what happened. Oh, well, I digress. It didn't cost us the game. Um, in fact, I don't know what could have cost us this game. The New England Patriots are just not as good as the Miami Dolphins are. They're just not. The New England Patriots pulled every trick out of their book for this one. Um, they left it all on the field, and they still came up short. The Miami Dolphins barely broke a sweat in the first half and uh due to some self-inflicted gunshot wounds in the second half is the only reason the new england patriots were even in this game so the patriots had to play perfectly the new england uh, the miami dolphins had to just not show up and that would have been the only way the patriots won this game so as it is the dolphins walk out seven point winners should have been 14 should have been 21 points if i'm being honest in terms of that gap the new england patriots are just not there with the miami dolphins anymore and it shows in the standings the patriots are 0 2 Bottom of the division, Miami Dolphins 2-0, undefeated, top of the division, probably most likely tops in the AFC right now. And uh, as I said, fun time to be a Miami Dolphin fan, to be a Miami Dolphin follower, to be a citizen of Perfectville, to follow this team as a professional like I am, ladies and gentlemen. Just happy, uh, happy go lucky all the way around. We're winning September, and you can't win October or even get to October until you win September. And we're doing it on the road, mind you. We did this in Los Angeles. We did it in New England. We haven't even gone home yet. We haven't had the home field advantage. We haven't cheated with the sun like the Buffalo Bills fans have uh, accused us of in the past. So wait till that happens, ladies and gentlemen. Wait till we're putting on our home whites and making the Denver Broncos in those weird orange and blue Syracuse-looking colors at 1, 8, 1 p.m. Sunday. It's going to be a boiler maker. 
so to speak. So it's going to be fun. Chris Cullen and I will talk about that later this week. Get into it. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of media in the Denver market this week. So if you're in the Denver market, you're a Finn fan in Wyoming or Denver, stay tuned to the radio. I'll be talking to everybody over there. And until then, the only thing left to say on behalf of myself and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer is, of course, goodbye from Perfect Bill. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.